You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now, let's talk about the first expeditions before we go to the Battle of Badr. The first expedition, Sariya, that happened is about seven or eight months after the Hijrah of the Prophet. So the Prophet migrates to Medina. After about seven, eight months, there's a confrontation. The Prophet sent this expedition and he appointed his uncle Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib as the commander of that army. And he sent 30 Muslims with Hamza, all of them from the Muhajireen, not the Ansar. At this point, the residents of Medina, the Ansar, they did not participate in any of these battles or expeditions. Only those who migrated from Mecca were mobilized to participate. Why? Number one, they were driven out of their homes and the Meccans had confiscated their money and property. So this was an attempt to reclaim some of their property from those pagans. Secondly, the Prophet was sending a message to the people of Ansar. Look, I didn't come to your city in Medina, you know, to to, to send your men and get them killed. Later on, if you'd like to join, like they did later on, you're welcome. But I'm not going to impose it on you. So initially, we had 30 Muslims from the Muhajireen from the migrants who went with Hamza in order to participate in this expedition. Yes. The historical accounts do not tell us exactly why those 30. Was it by the suggestion of the Prophet or the Prophet made an invitation and they were the first 30 to come forward? That's probably the most likely scenario because the Prophet would not specifically um, you know, command anyone to go to war. He would give a general command. That in future, the battles when we see, the Prophet did not ask anybody personally to... Exactly, the Prophet usually did not ask anyone specifically to come and fight. He would issue a general command. You know, oh you Muhajireen, we want 30 to go and fight. And I think, you know, those 30, they themselves came forward. Yeah, I don't think the Prophet would go after them and tell him, hey, you have to go to war. This is not something that the Prophet would normally do. So they go to the coast of the Red Sea and basically over there, they reach the land of Juhayna. Abu Jahl was there with 130 fighters and Meccans with him. The Muslims were how many? 30. But their enemies were 130, so they were greatly outnumbered. And basically, the reason for this expedition was to send a strong message to the Meccans. Look, you're conspiring. You're still driving us out of your homes. You're confiscating our property. We're not going to stay silent anymore. Now, Abu Jahl had not come there to specifically fight. He had organized a caravan to do business. They went to intercept that caravan and to show their might. Yes, you outnumber us, we're only 30, but we have a strong determination. Now what happens in that expedition, one of the citizens of Juhayna of that land, his name is Majdi ibn Amr al-Juhani, 
he mediated between them and he told them, look, let's not fight. Let's just come to an agreement. Abu Jahl, you and your caravan just go back. You Muslims go back to Medina. Let's avoid this war. Hamza said, okay, let's avoid this war. So in this first expedition, there was about to be a confrontation, but there was no war. Nobody got killed. Now some say, you know, what was the point of this expedition then? Why would the Prophet send an expedition like that? The primary reason was to send a strong message to Quraysh that don't think we Muslims because of our low numbers, we're just going to stand idle. If you don't stop your aggression, we will intercept your caravans. We won't let you do business with North, with Sham. Unless you change your attitude, you respect us as citizens of Arabia, you stop killing our people, you stop driving them out of your homes. And we, um, you know, you owe us a lot of money. You owe us a lot of money, you have to give that back. This was a very strong message to them and that kind of instilled fear in the hearts of the Meccans. You know what, these Muslims are pretty strong. I mean they came with 30 but they were ready to fight. It was a strong message. So the Prophet it was not his intent in these early expeditions to actually fight and the best proof is that they avoided it. See Hamza did not insist. When that guy mediated, Hamza said, okay let's avoid war. But you enemies realize that we're serious here, we're not playing anymore. The days are over when you can get away with your persecution. For 13 years in Mecca, we didn't do anything, we stayed silent. And every day you would come, harass us, punish us, kill some of us, you drove some of us to Habasha, and you ruined our lives. This has to change. It's time that you respect Muhammad and it's time that you respect Islam. Yes, we don't want to impose anything on you, but you respect us. But the Quraysh, because of their arrogance, they're like, these Muslims, you know, it's, there's no match over here. We can just obliterate them in a night. We could just mobilize a thousand fighters and get rid of them. They belittled those early Muslims. The Prophet was sending them a message, don't belittle us. We have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with us and we have very committed fighters. So this was the first expedition. The second expedition came about a month after that, about eight months after the Hijrah of the Prophet and this is called the expedition of Ubaidah ibn al-Harith. Basically the Prophet sent him with 86 people from the Muhajireen, again you did not have any Ansar and they reached a place in Hijaz called Thunyatil Murra or Al Marra. Yes? The first expedition was eight months after the Hijra. The first expedition was about seven or eight months. This one is about just a month after that. So about eight months after the Hijrah. So basically they were pretty much concurrent. This was just a few days after the first expedition. Now that one was led by Hamza, this one was led by Ubaidah ibn al-Harith, ibn Abdul Muttalib, which is you know a cousin of the Prophet This time they were instructed to go and intercept the caravan of who? Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan basically had 200 people with him from the Meccans on that caravan, on that journey. This man had 86 under you know the guidance of the Prophet who had dispatched him. They go and they meet Abu Sufyan in that place which is called Thaniyat al-Murra or al-Marra. There is 
a fight that's about to break out. Even some of the archers, they got their, you know, bows and arrows ready. But again, there was a mediation effort to stop the war. Now, interestingly, in this battle or this expedition, it wasn't really a battle because there was no battle. Two people came from Mecca and joined the Muslims. One of them, if you remember, was who? Al-Miqdad ibn Amr. Remember Al-Miqdad, one of the best companions of the Prophet. He stayed back in Mecca because Al-Aswad, who was his master and the one who gave him as asylum status in Mecca, he banned him from joining the Prophet because he was an enemy of the Prophet. So he was waiting for the appropriate time to flee Mecca. If they would see him flee, they would kill him. So he went with Abu Sufyan on this expedition and his idea was there's going to be a confrontation with the Muslims. I'll defect and you know change sides. So Al-Miqdad ibn Amr and Utbah ibn Ghazawan, they were two people who were really Muslims and they joined the Muslim side. It was at this incident that this happened. This is about eight months after the migration of the Prophet So this was the second expedition and also there was no war. And that indicates that the Prophet was not trying to attack them as some Orientalists would claim. See, he tried to go to war and, and attack them. Okay, if he tried to go to war, then why, were, why, why did they accept the mediation effort? It was clear they did not want war, but they were sending Quraysh a powerful message that we're serious, you know, stop conspiring against us. Now the first expedition to be joined by the Prophet was called Ghazwatul Abwa. This time the Prophet he himself left in Shahar Safar, second year of the Hijrah. So this is almost 12 months after the migration of the Prophet. He himself, the Prophet joins this expedition and he gives the banner in the hands of Imam Ali now who does he leave behind back in Medina? Sa'd ibn Ubadah. He keeps him in Medina, you know, to look after the affairs of the Muslims. This is called Ghazwat al-Abwa, it was a place called Abwa. And basically the same thing happened. The Prophet did not attack the Mushrikeen and there was a mediation effort and the war was avoided. So, so far how many expeditions do we have that did not result in war? Three. This is the third one. The first two were not joined by the Prophet. The third one was joined by the Prophet himself. All indications the Prophet did not want to fight. He was not, you know, rushing to kill those pagans. In fact, he did want to negotiate with them. He did want to send them a message that, look, I'm strong and you need to negotiate with me. Because the Meccans at this time, they saw themselves so high and powerful? We negotiating with Muhammad? Never. Who's he for us to negotiate with? The Prophet was showing them, no, you have to negotiate with me. You know, the days are over when you just disregard us like that. Now we have a state, now we have a community, and we have motivated fighters. You better negotiate with us. Don't just conspire and continue killing our members and driving people out of Mecca. Those days are over. The Prophet was sending this message. Otherwise, what's the point? Three times you go out and there's no war, why? Why are you wasting your time? The reason why I keep emphasizing this is because Orientalists or those people who have anti-Islamic resentments, they tell you, see Muhammad was a man of war, he was mobilizing people to go to war and he wanted to kill the pagans. 
Okay, if you wanted to kill the pagans, why didn't he then? Why three times you go and you avoid the battle? You said, no, let's come back. Yes. It's called the Ghazwa because the Prophet was present with them, but the war never actually happened. So we do, by the way, you know, when we said we have 93 Ghazwas and Sariyas, not all of them resulted in battles. Some of them did, but not all of them. Especially those early ones, the Prophet would avoid the battle. Even at Badr, we'll see, the Prophet tried to avoid the war, but they insisted on the war.